What's up, y'all? This is Chitty Bang, and I'm on the Renegade Millionaire Show, the podcast that profiles entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs. Join us as we go one-on-one inside the hearts and minds of some of our generation's best and brightest. And now, introducing your host, my friend, Sun Group Wealth Partners Managing Director, CNBC and Forbes.com contributor, Winnie Sun. Hi, everybody. It's Winnie Sun with the Renegade Millionaire Show. Again, we're coming from beautiful L.A. studios of TuneIn here in Venice Beach. I'm super excited to introduce you to our guest today, our chef guest today. Those of you who do know, I'm a financial advisor, managing director of Sun Group Wealth Partners. So take a moment to look us up online. I'd love it. You can find me at winniesun.com. But with that, really quick on financial news today, one thing I did want to reference is I was recently on... Huffington Post Live. Thanks, Mark, for having me on the show. And we talked about a really important concept, which is that of the sandwich generation. And for those of you who have never heard of the sandwich generation, funny thing is we're interviewing our chef today, but it has nothing to do with food. It actually has to do with being right in the middle, smacked between taking care of your parents and taking care of your kids. So it's a concept you're going to see more and more of, but I want to introduce that concept to you today on the show because I'll be putting together a piece for Forbes that I hope you will take a moment and, and, and read up on. And if you didn't have a chance to read our Mother's Day piece that I wrote about Brooke Burke, I do encourage you to go ahead and, and look at that. And the easiest way to do that is actually just to Google Winnie Sun Forbes or go to my website and we have a link there for you. And with that, let's get to the show. Welcome, Lorena. Hello, Winnie. How are you today? Very well, and thank you so much for inviting me to your program. Well, thank you for making the time. I know you're calling in today, but we're so glad you could make the time. You're calling from where today, Lorena? I'm calling from Miami, Florida. Oh, and how's the weather? Fantastic. It's it's a perfect day to to be at the beach like every day in Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Are you calling us from the beach? (laughs) Uh, No, not necessarily. I'm in my office, which is actually like two blocks from the beach, so I'm not that far. I think I can smell the ocean from here. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I love it. That must be quite inspiring for you as a chef. (laughs) It is. It definitely is. So tell us a little bit. We love to hear about your roots because take us through the journey of how you, you started. You know, because a lot of people have different uh, stories, but your journey is particularly interesting. Yes, of course. Well, I grew up in Venezuela, in Caracas, Venezuela, and I, you know, I I had always a very big sensitivity about cooking. Um, I remember when I was six years old doing a a breakfast uh, for my mother and my brother in the middle of the living room. Oh, wow. And I was six years old then. And I also remember always cooking for my friends, uh, and I always find an excuse. So we have a group study, or, you know, if we have a a get-together, a birthday, I was always the one cooking, making whatever. I, 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 you know, I had I found in the pantry, but I always had that sensitivity of uh, hosting and, and having people over, and, and that's how everything started. Oh, amazing! So even at six years old, so what did you cook when you were six? Oh my God! I remember in Venezuela we have you know a very uh, uh, staple dish which is eggs with with scrambled eggs with onions and tomatoes and cilantro. Mm. We call it huevos pericos. Yum. And las arepas, you know, the arepas and the tamales that are mm-hmm. so 
widely known in my country as breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So I remember making some tamales, some arepas, some huevos, some eggs, wow. and just putting everything on the floor and thinking that we were in a park in, you know, in the middle of the beach. <laughs> Incredible. Well, I have a six-year-old, and those of you who are listening have children, you know, it looks like six-year-olds can certainly make quite a feast. So they have... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get a spatula in their hands pretty quick. Um, exactly. So you were inspired to cook from who, Mom? Mom. Mom and Grandma, uh, they were both uh, amazing cooks. It was a little hard because they worked all the time. It was a little hard to uh, have them in the kitchen all the time. But when they did, it was amazing, very special. I still remember, you know, my mama cooking in the house, and uh, I would just, you know, get so inspired. Oh, wonderful. So that was probably that your first experience. So then going from there, you grew up, and so you decided to go into law school? Yes. Well, I didn't know. I graduated when I was extremely young. I finished high school when I was 16 years old, so I had no idea what I wanted. Uh, My family, they were very uh, strict in the terms of I needed to have a a degree. Mm -hmm. So they are the journey, so I I think the natural progression was for me to go to law school, which I did, Mm -hmm. and I graduated with a degree in law from Venezuela when I was 21 years old. So very early age, um, still in in the career of law, but not really having a passion for it. And then, you know, moved to the United States. And after finishing my uh, associate in paralegal studies, I found a a university called Johnson & Wales. And Johnson & Wales University is one of the most important, actually number one culinary school in the country, and my light light up when I saw that university and wow. I saw the classes and I realized that uh, since I was little, I always loved uh, the profession, and now I had the opportunity to have a, a culinary degree and a bachelor's degree in something that I was really passionate about. Which was food. Which was food, Ooh. yes, and everything that had to do with it, restaurants, uh, mm-hmm. hotels, caterings, and, and just the whole world of chefs, uh, it was so uh, important to me. So how, I mean, you must have a relationship with food and people and making them happy. What does cooking mean to you? You know, for me, it means so much, and, and I can describe it this way, um, I think that is nothing more personal that you can share with a human being, that creating something with your hands, with your energy, mm-hmm. with your thoughts and creativity, and nourishes some, somebody else's with that. And I think that it's not, nothing more personal, there is no more personal mm-hmm. connection that to doing that. And I, I, I understood that one day in my, one of my first jobs as a, as a prep cook in a restaurant, and I saw my very first dish in my job, you know, running into the night dining room until landing in the table in a dish that I made, you know, so passionate and, and with <laughs> so much love that somebody actually enjoyed it, mm-hmm. a complete stranger, I was taken by that moment completely. And that's why I do it. Oh, and so when you were in law school, did you have time to cook? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I still make my excuses to have my friends over for, for group studies, and mm-hmm. I was the one cooking, that was for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about that. I mean, your first experience cooking, what were some of the yeah. first restaurants that you worked at? Yes, well, here in Miami, once I moved in, it was a little uh, French bistro in which, uh, you know, it was the very first Ooh. job that I put uh, a chef jack, and I worked for free that first year. And it was actually my last year of uh, paralegal studies, and I would leave 
school and I just jump into this restaurant and start cooking <laughs> with the chef for free. So I, I just wanted to learn and see what it was and what it meant to, to work on a restaurant. And, and that was exactly the, the, the very first time that I put on a chef's jacket. Oh, and how did it feel? Amazing. I knew that I was born to be a chef. Aww. And then after that, I finished my uh, paralegal studies, my associate degree. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I jumped into Johnson & Wales University, starting to uh, study culinary arts. And I started working in a hotel that was called at that time um, the Grand Bay Hotel with Chef Pascal Odin, with Michelin stars. It was a very, very, very um, beautiful hotel at that time. And I started working there. So wow. that's when I did my training in a hotel with banquets and restaurants and, you know, just getting trained. Wow. So you were doing that while going to school at the same time? Yes, I, w- I would work wow. and go to school at the same time for my entire career, yeah. Do you feel like that actually benefited you? I mean, I worked when I was in school too, and I always felt like it made me balance and really take things very seriously. 100%. You know, there is a big debate uh, between mm-hmm. people that don't go to school and mm-hmm. they just, just go to work and they learn, mm-hmm. and people that go to school and also work. And I always say, of course, you know, I'm coming from, from school and I'm a graduate uh, I always think that you need to go to school because usually when you learn uh, in, in, in a place of work, you learn by repetition and maybe you have a mentor. But, w- but when you go to school, you know the reasons why things are done the way that they're done. And right. then you can apply that logic to everything else that you're doing in your career. Absolutely. In, instead of learning by repetition or by a mentor. So I think that going to school and studying uh, opens your mind and really gives you the knowledge and the tools for you to encounter any situation in your career and how to handle And I love the fact that you talked about your first culinary experience working in a restaurant. You did so for free, which was so brilliant because when you do that, then the chef has a reason to teach you. Exactly. Right? 100%. And another thing is that because I wanted to choose who I work with Mm -hmm. and I wanted to really work with the best, the people that I, I understood and I kind of look up to. And, um, you know, when you offer your services like that and you're willing to, you know, really give 100%, uh, you know, the job comes, the payment will come, mm-hmm. and, and, and like you said, uh, your, your peers and your superiors will, will be more lenient to, to teach you the tricks of the trade. Right, exactly. Well, mm-hmm. that's, that's, I mean, so all of this kind of built up. How did, how did you get found on Top Chef Masters? <laughs> well, Subject Master, you know, it's one of those shows that you don't get, uh, you, you, you don't get the chance to um, really apply or, mm-hmm. um, or do an audition process. They right. have to invite you based on your career. So mm-hmm. I received that call, and I was extremely humble and, and, and grateful because I got invited to the show. Mm-hmm. So that meant that I did something right, that I was on the <laughs> right path in my career, and, you know, Top Chef Masters called me to participate. You must cook pretty well, too. <laughs> <laughs> I try. <laughs> well, t- let's talk about that um, process. I yeah. mean, uh, I know that, you know, Top Chef, being on Top Chef is like no other because it's, it's, yes. you, you basically are like preparing for the Olympics, right? It, and that is exactly right. Let me tell you, uh, it's been one of the hardest and most difficult experiences of my life. But definitely, it was a breaking point uh, in my career in which I know and I felt and I knew 
that going through that process taught me so much about myself as a, my profession and really what I was made of and, and gave me so much confidence after that to continue doing what I did. Uh, but yes, it is like training for the Olympics. I remember every weekend when, once I knew that I got the invitation to Top Chef Masters, mm-hmm. I would bring three, four friends to the supermarket, you know, pick any ingredient <laughs> and I would just go into my kitchen and in 10 minutes I will have to prepare a dish and, you know, <laughs> practice my knife skills. And like you said, like going to the Olympics in the kitchen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah. what's your favorite ingredient to cook with? You know, I have quite a few. I love the avocado, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I think with the avocado, oh, you, you, you can be so versatile. Mm-hmm. It calls to my culture. Uh, and, the, and the avocado, you have the seed that you can continue planting. So if I am in a deserted mm-hmm. island, I will grab an avocado with me, <laughs> and I will have the good fat. It will keep me going. Uh, You'll have you beautiful know, I can skin. eat it at every stage, and I can keep growing it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you'll look beautiful because you have an amazing skin. <laughs> exactly. You can put the avocado in your hair, in your face. You can eat it. You can drink it. You can do anything. <laughs> this is a shout-out to avocados. We love you. <laughs> I I love it. I love it. So can you tell us maybe some of the surprises that you, I mean, because from someone watching you on the show, you just yeah. seem so natural and it seemed like you just loved cooking. I mean, I felt when I was watching you cook that you didn't know we were watching you cook. There was just like that love for it. Can you talk yeah. about, can you talk about cooking on TV? Of course. Uh, you know what? In cooking on TV, I think that the, I mean, the only thing that I can say is, is, is that I have always been myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the cameras. If I'm in a reality show, I really, you know, forget about them and not even <laughs> think that they're there. And when I'm in front of the camera doing a show, uh, it's just really being myself and going to the roots of who I am. That will uh, allow you to connect with your viewer in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, things happen. You can make mistakes. But if you go to your source, you're always going to come on top. Exactly. I felt like when we were watching you cook, it was like we we were sitting on a stool in your kitchen and just yes. watching you do your thing. But I mean, honestly, I was a little the the thing that bothers me is that we don't get to taste your food. But <laughs> but I know that we now can, right? Like you have several airport projects now that we can yes, get a taste. I'm extremely right? excited about my my brand new project. Actually, I'm opening a big big restaurant in Dallas Fort Worth uh, with my partners. Uh, HMS, Host Marriott Services, mm-hmm. and uh, we're opening a beautiful restaurant. It's called Cocina in Dallas for work in the Terminal oh, A perfect. of American Airlines in the oh, Connection wow. Hub. That's the biggest. Yes. We all, oh, I'll be there like next month. <laughs> oh, my God. So you see, well, by the end of I the year, we're thinking, <laughs> we're thinking last quarter of this year or maybe first quarter of next, we'll be opening our doors oh, okay. and this will be my third location. I'm in Miami and Atlanta already. Oh, wow. So this will be my third location in Dallas Fort Worth. And I am so excited for this new restaurant. Are you going to have it's avocado? It's going to be a big one and I'm going full force with it. You're going to have avocado, right? Oh, yes, in a lot of shapes and forms. <laughs> oh, wonderful, because I know, Loretta, you're really well known for having nice, big, bold flavors, but a healthier uh, version of a lot of things that we love to eat, right? Yes. And, and fresh modern Latin, and when I say fresh modern Latin, that's my style of cuisine. Mm-hmm. And by saying modern, it's because I like to pay attention to how we do, how do we eat right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the challenges? What are the necessities? And, and what are the uh, 
the type of foods that, you know, people really need to be eating today because of their lifestyle, because of the time, and because of so many challenges uh, that sometimes prevents you from cooking. So I want to go back to those basics, and I want to present Latin cuisine in a fresh, modern way in which uh, I'm paying attention to the calories, I'm paying attention to the way that food is being made, and really present it in a fresh, modern way. Yeah, I think that's really smart, you know, because I have kids, and we're always going to the farmer's market, and I think and this generation and going forward is embracing that freshness and teaching children to have a relationship with their food, um, which I know that you're really passionate about as well because you have a nonprofit, Big Chef, Little Chef. Little Chef. Which is, yes. I was like, that is the cutest thing because I, <laughs> I have three little chefs at home. So tell me about this inspiration. Absolutely. Many, many years ago, I would say like about seven or eight years ago, uh, you know, talking to my mother, she's a social worker in Venezuela for many years, and uh, she has her foundation, and, and it's always been very important for her. And, and you know, in my the early uh, stage of my career, she told me, and she, she taught me something very important, which is, Lorena, you need to give back to your community mm-hmm. in whichever way you want to do it in order to receive and, and to have that energy coming back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I started to thinking about Big Chef to Chef. I wanted to teach the children, their parents. And then we send it to the cafeteria school workers in which we teach them the basis of cooking. Uh, we teach actually the uh, cafeteria school workers with ingredients that they already have at the school. Really? And, okay, great. And really bring, you know, the Latin cuisine to all these children. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, we adopted 600 kids in Biscayne Elementary here in Miami. Oh, wow. With 98% are Hispanics. Oh, wow. And it's one of the poorest schools in Miami. And, uh, you know, I had the fortune to uh, be the exposed person for... Uh, the Alliance for a Healthy Generation, and uh, which is an organization created with President Clinton's initiative, the uh, American Heart Association, and um, they are fantastic. I've been able to uh, create my recipes and have them available across the country uh, in all the school boards. So that is something that is is, is being fantastic for the organization and for Big Chef Your Chef. That's incredible. I mean, now that the kids get to eat some of the most amazing food because it comes from you, Chef. That's correct, and I pay close attention not only for them to understand the basics because, uh, you know, sometimes when I teach my children and I, I take it to the garden and they learn where the onions and the garlic and <laughs> the herbs come from, mm-hmm. they think it's magic. So I just see their faces. <laughs> it's so inspiring that every time I finish a class of Big Chef Do Chef, um, I'm ready to change the world. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so fun. You know, kids learn these days so quickly. We grow a whole yes. bunch in my garden. Yesterday, um, yes. my son pulled out his first garlic, and the face you know when they see the food it's incredible priceless right Winnie yeah so what you're doing is I'm I mean my hat goes off to you because I wish what you're doing in Miami would come to here in California and all the other schools because our kids have the opportunity to really eat well but unfortunately, they're given what they're given at school, right? And so Exactly. And that's my concern when the kids spend more than eight hours at school. And sometimes, for mm-hmm. example, these very low-income schools is right. the only meal that they get a day. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure uh, that, you know, to give my grain of sand to help these people, to help the schools that actually, you know, are creating the food that these children are eating. So if I can 
help them and give them new initiatives, great ideas, new recipes. Uh, that doesn't, it's not going to cost them more money, but really just changing and shifting a little bit of the knowledge that these people have and, and, and giving a little bit of inspiration. I think that we can all, you know, do a better job. Plus, not only that, I mean, if I know if my son was in this program with you, he would certainly be very interested in cooking for himself, but also yes. going, considering, uh, you know, a life in the in the culinary world. Would you, like, if, if I'm sure there's a lot of kids that look up to you, Lauren, and they're like, oh, wow, I want to be a chef, just like chef, because chef is so cool, and she gets yeah. to wear this cool jacket. Um, yeah. what, what advice would you give to younger chefs who aspire to be as successful as you and making a difference? You know, I think that the only thing that I can tell them is be passionate about. If you're doing it because you want to be on television, if you're doing it because you want to make money, if you're doing it because all the reasons besides that you absolutely love it, don't do it. Because the, the, the path is not easy. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you're going to be able to stay on track mm-hmm. is if you're absolutely passionate about this uh, uh, profession. Mm-hmm. And, and my other advice will be learn. Learn as much as you can. And become a master on your craft. And that will allow you to uh, uh, exceed mm-hmm. in anywhere that you're working, exceed at your school, and, and have the knowledge and the answers uh, that you will be actually when you know when you're in your process of becoming a chef, uh, separate you and, and, and exceed on on the career. And I think that you know, passion and commitment, and again, willing to study and learn as much as you can from your peers, from your superiors, from your teachers, from your mentor. Find a mentor mm-hmm. that you can work with, and and just concentrate on it, and and you will come to the other end. Yeah, and Lenny, I'm so excited because I know in the culinary world there aren't a lot of very successful executive female chefs like yourself. Yes. So, I mean, like when I look up to you, I, I would think that you are quite an inspiration for young female chefs. I mean, a lot of women cook in the home, but to cook at your level is is really at a whole different level. It's really like almost an, an athlete in terms of the training that you have to go through, right? Yes, it's a lot of training. It's a very intense uh, environment. When you're working in a restaurant that you have 200 degrees ovens uh, and fires, you know, ambient, I mean, you you got to be strong. And as a woman in an industry that is definitely dominated by men, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I'm saying. If you know your craft, if you know what you're doing, if you're a master in your career, believe mm-hmm. me, everybody will respect you, men or woman. But you need to know what you're doing. Exactly. And, and I think that that is the most important advice that I can give. Absolutely. So what can we expect next, Lorena? Next chapter? (laughs) A lot of things are coming up. My next book is coming out in October, New Taco Classics. I'm very excited about. Where can Uh, we get that book? My new restaurant, Cocina in Dallas-Fort Worth, is coming out also uh, last quarter of this year. Uh, My line of pots and pans at HSN, Lorena Vela Kitchen Collection. Tell us about them. Tell us about them. Winnie, I'm so excited. I partnered up with Joy Mongano, the, the mother of inventions. Mm. And we have created a beautiful line, a collection. It's called Lorena Vela Collection Exclusive at HSN. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the quality of the products that we bring into the table with the price point that is like no other. You won't be able wow. to find the quality for the price that we're giving at HSN. Uh, I'm so excited. My my pots and pans, my collections, when every single utensil that you can find in the kitchen. When are they coming? It's really amazing. Are they going to be here in time for Christmas? Absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can think a lot of people would want them. So tell us a little yes. bit. I'm, I'm just, so tell us a little bit about, about the book too. When, when can people pick up the book and where can they pick up the book? 
Yes, this will be my second cookbook. Uh, mm-hmm. It's coming out uh, in October. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful presentation of what my you know, new cuisine and my new ideas are coming up. Can you, can you uh, give us a, a book for the entire family? Can you give us a, a teaser of what's in the book? Like, for example, my, my, family, my family and I, what could we expect? That we could yes, implement. absolutely. So what I did is I wanted to take uh, my new classics. You know, I'm, I'm taking my new Latin classics, my mm-hmm. book that came out in Spanish a, a couple of months ago, and English as well. And now I'm going with my second proposition, new taco classics. And what I did is I took the maize, the corn, which is that ingredient that that is like the common thread throughout Latin America and the United States, mm-hmm. and deconstructed it and presented in a new way with new propositions, new recipes, super innovative, and, of course, with my Latin culture right up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, presenting recipes that are going to be, uh, you know, so much fun and easy to make with ingredients that you have at home. So extremely excited, beautiful images. Every recipe has a, has a picture, which was very important for me to do. Can you share with us one secret recipe that's in there? I don't know if I can share it with you right now, but believe it when I do, you will be the first one to know. Okay, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm such a fan, and and I mean, one thing that we didn't even mention that you're also the culinary producer for Nickelodeon Latin America's. Yes. Oh my God! I just landed on my lap, and I was so excited for the first time in my life, life acting. Thank God as Lorena Garcia, because imagine if I had to portray another role, I'll be in big trouble. You must play a chef. <laughs> yes, I have to play a chef. Her name is Lorena Garcia. But very exciting. This is a, a, ser- a, a scripted series How for cute. Nickelodeon in English and Spanish, meaning for Latin America. And in, in the United States, it's going to be a Nickelodeon USA. Mm-hmm. And, and being a culinary producer, exactly that's what it is. I, I've done everything that has to do with the series in terms of the culinary arts the series is done in a restaurant the main lead actress is a chef so I'm pretty much doing everything that has to do with the food for the series <laughs> and it's been an extremely exciting project for me well it must have been fun a little bit different from when you were on um, on, on basically Biggest Loser <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much fun. I love it. Well, thank yes. you so much. We are excited to um, to follow your journey, Lorna. How can we follow you to get? Because yes. I'm sure you've got a lot more on your plate that you haven't shared with us. That's going in the in the future. Absolutely. Well, you can find me uh, on Facebook on Chef Lorena Garcia online. Mm-hmm. It's my fan page. What's uh, your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is Lorena Garcia. Okay. The same as um, Instagram. Instagram. I know. We got to follow Instagram. Those pictures are incredible. Yes. Every day I'm trying to, you know, post the pictures of the things that I'm eating, or asking questions, and I love to engage with my followers. Love it. Love it. And next time you're in L.A., I want to eat with you because I want to see we're going to we chow go down. And, and- <laughs> and, and hit some of the spots of my friends in LA. I love it, love it. Well, huge, huge thank you, Lorena, for being on the show. This is Winnie Sun tuning in again from Renegade Millionaire. And to learn more about me, uh, check out winniesun.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at SungroupWP. But most importantly, Lorena, thank you so much for your time and making the time to call in today. Thank you, Winnie, for your time you and also incredible. for the invitation. Best of.